All right, we are back and at it. Welcome, everybody, to what is going to be a shortened episode of The Gamers Guide to Business. I am here with Moji today. If you want to just Hi. take a second and introduce yourself, get uh, started with who you are, what you do, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm Moggs. I'm a full-time streamer on Twitch. I've been full-time for about five years. Kind of seen Twitch, you know start from you know it switched over from justin tv to like what it is now and just blow up over the past couple of years so so were you streaming initially on justin tv i was not i actually just found justin tv before it switched to twitch okay same actually <laughs> which is i like you look at where it is now and where it was and like the branding that went behind the change like always blows my mind because like i'll even see still like old graphics that I made or really just anything and it still is like justin.tv whatever and it's just like this crazy 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 thing um so what got you into streaming uh ironically enough back like you used to be able to stream privately on twitch like you could put a password on your channel and like no one could see unless people had the password and my friends just wanted to see like this art that I was doing because I used to draw on MS Paint all the time and my Twitch banner is actually what I drew six years ago before I started like streaming off private. And they just like like to watch. And eventually, you know, fast forward a couple of months, you know, I was like, what, what if I just stream to everyone? Let's see what happens. And I just like that, you know, sitting down on the couch, but not really because it's over the internet type of feel. And it's just everyone's just hanging out. That That's pretty cool. What uh, What initially did you stream? What I initially streamed? Like, game-wise. I initially streamed TF2. Okay, way back. Yeah. Does way that back. is that game still even, like, being played? I heard they kind of ruined it repeatedly with uh, ch uh, changes and stuff like that, so I don't actually know. I can't even look at the game anymore. Okay, because I, like, just this morning discovered, like, the new CSGO, what is it, Black Striker, whatever, the Battle Royale that oh, they have. That. Yeah, they just yeah, made a Battle Royale now, too, and it's just, oh, like... Of course. <laughs> It's so weird because it's like every other battle royale you like drop in and you can like completely control your character and when you drop and where you drop and all this and like CSGO is only a 16 person battle royale and you like pick a spot on a map and then it like drops you like basically if you were in Fortnite and your parachute was like just being deployed and it's like super weird and it sounds like normal CS like yeah like you buy ammo and you can like find smaller weaponry but you have to like find money on the ground and then drone in <laughs> like better stuff it's like really really weird but anyway oh the air of brs yeah so what what got you into stream publicly um i think i just like wanted to keep that couch feeling going i just wanted to see if i could just get a group of people to hang out and just enjoy gaming because i don't know that's just fun to me. I've never felt any differently throughout the five years I've been streaming. I just want to get that group of people to hang out and like laugh at a game, be sad at a game, miserable, you know, whatever. It's just experiencing it. Cool. What, um, I feel like I had so many more questions initially. What was like that first moment that you wanted to take it full time or that you thought you could take it full time? Uh... I think it was when I, I had like a core group of 10 people who watched no matter what I did. You know, I could be on MS Paint, I could be doing nothing, and they would just show up. And that loyalty just made me realize that, like, 
people like this, and I think I can just, you know, get bigger and do more things and just get more people watching. That's awesome. What, what was that transition like? Because the thing that I, I love about your community is that it's, like, super strong, super well-knit, but it isn't super, like, boisterous, if that makes sense. Like your your community is is a community that like initially when I first came in like because we were first basically introduced us into the AM affiliates and we were yeah. kind of one of the the first two to kind of like really start to push their their program and just like stopping your stream I was immediately welcomed and and like drawn into everything but one thing that always struck me and I want to hear your your thoughts on is what's with the what's with the flock what's the flock like what are they about yeah. What what got you into oh. into the flock and, and your interest in that? I think it was just that, like, other people could feel the same way that I felt, you know? Because I'm an emotional streamer, that's who I am, you know? Like, I'm not afraid to be like, you know, today I'm having an off day or today I'm having a great day. Like, that's what got me into, like, just being with my community. Because, like, I don't want to stand out in front of them. I just, like, want to be with them, you know? Like, just have this community that's just there for each other. And that's... Kind of like what you said, like, we're not loud and we're not in your face, but, like, if you join in, like, you're welcome to be a part of the flock if you want to. And how did you get those first, that first batch of people into maintain? Because, like, a lot of people, myself included, struggle with, like, if I change games, then suddenly massive cut in viewership. But how are you able to maintain that between game to game? You have to rely on your loyalty from your main group because no matter what you do, like you're going, people are going to watch you for a certain game eventually, whether it's that by daylight, CS:GO, you know, whatever. Like, people will show up because it's like watching your favorite TV show every day, and you just have to deal with the fact that people want to see that game, and if you switch, they're not going to. But you will have those people who will watch you no matter what, and those people will carry you on um, to find other people who are looking for that new game that you're playing, and they just happen to stumble upon you. So it's. It's tough, but you can't just like, you can't focus too much on the numbers. You just gotta believe in your community to like push you forward. What would you say to those people that are focused just on the numbers, that are like kind of getting worn out because they aren't seeing an increase in viewership? It's, it's really hard because I mean, everyone wants to grow, you know? Like, my numbers get to me sometimes, you know? Like, it's, it's human. You're going to look at them and you're gonna go, I'm not where I wanna be. But if you're constantly looking at them, you're not going to be able to see where you can go because you're just like so focused on them that you are limiting yourself to maybe see new things or, you know, you're not going to see those five new people that came in because you're just like, well, it wasn't 15, you know, it was only five. But those five people will tell a friend. And that's literally how my community started. Like one person told another person and eventually, you know, it grew. What's next for the flock community? I just want to like take over the world you know <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't i just want to i just want to like get uh be able to rent out something and just like fly everyone down and like have a pizza party like i just want to do stuff like that like that's what's next like on my list of like just that jump if i could do you find yourself now more able to with like the inventions and, and creations of certain like cons do you find yourself having an easier time relating and connecting with your audience now that you're able to say meet them in person do you find that that's something that is being well reciprocated yeah conventions are awesome because it's something mutual you know it's not like meeting at someone's house you know it's just we're going to this place for a mutual interest and there's also other things at this place that you can discover you know twitch has its twitch panels and even i go with my community to some of these panels and it's just a great way to 
hang out and meet everyone's like oh you're real and you know like yes i'm real and it's yes conventions are wonderful what's been your favorite moment at, at a convention uh i think it was twitchcon 2016 uh my community all got together and took a group photo and i got sick actually so i wasn't able to i was supposed to be in it but i got really sick and they took it anyway and they sent it to me and i remember just looking at it and immediately i cried because i you know they they didn't do it to just be like they didn't show up to just show up because i was there they showed up because they wanted to and they you know that's just my community they're strong like that how does that make you feel because like i i can come up with obviously nothing like that awesome but just like seeing my viewers go from my stream to then other people's streams like initially my biggest struggle was when Affiliates first came out, like I had kind of gotten off kilter with my schedule and I wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. able to keep and maintain a strict schedule. So a lot of the people that were watching me then went off to like other people that watched my stream as well streams. And I like, I felt like part of me should have been so mad, but I'm like, this is good. This is really, really good. Yeah. Seeing other people in like other streams is honestly a really good feeling. So let's let's dive in to how you got introduced to then affiliations like into the EM and other ones that you have. Do you want to go through kind of who you're all sponsored with, affiliated with, and kind of how you stumbled upon those? Yeah, right now I'm affiliated with uh, into the EM and Quip. I choose not to take too many sponsorships because if I personally don't like the product, like I can't push it on my community. Like I'm not there for like the quick five dollars. You know, yeah. Everything about what I do is like that loyalty. And that loyalty shines in through like into the AM and Quip. You know, they'll, they'll message me like, you know, this is outstanding. You know, you're doing a great job. And because my community believes if I say try this product, they know I like it. So, you know, companies will reach out to me. And if I like it, then I'll give it a go. What were some of the struggles initially getting that started? Because initially it's a, it's a concept that isn't always well received. Yeah, initially it's hard because everyone kind of wants the sponsorship. It looks cool, you know, it's like I can say I'm sponsored by something. But it's hard to find the good ones. You know, you have to find ones that are right for you. And sometimes that's just a struggle. You got you to gotta say no to people sometimes. How have you found success within saying no to people? Are there any that you, like, otherwise would be like, Yes, absolutely. I want this so bad, but you've kind of had yeah. to say no just for the sake of, of keeping your, your morale. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, no, no company that I really wanted to work with has approached me now to say, um, but saying no to certain products that I don't want to use, my community was able to understand, like, I'm not just going to shill things to them. And, uh, I just feel like if I got that sponsorship that I really wanted, they know, like, I want that and they'll support it. That's awesome. What would you do differently if you were just starting streaming today? Uh, I honestly don't think I would do anything different as odd as that may sound because I could say like I would get a stream deck, but that didn't exist back then. You know, like <laughs> sure gear I could change, but no, that didn't exist back then. So just who I am as a person and what I do in my stream, I couldn't really change anything because then that would just change basically my brand. How important have you found it to your community and, and the integrity of it to like currently you're raising money for one of your friends do you want to talk about that hopefully we can maybe uh, yeah. also help donate uh yeah we're doing a fundraiser right now for one of my longtime viewers who his brother unfortunately has passed away 
and his brother didn't have any insurance so i was just like you know what my community crushed this month like i'm i can pay my rent that's all i really care about so let's just if you're gonna donate to me please donate to this instead because you know that's such a bad situation to be in and i understand and i'd you know he's been so loyal so it's just giving back that's awesome what keeps you streaming today uh just just the loyalty and the the fun that's behind it you know like Every time I go live, every single day, it's like, all right, what, what can we do to hang out? You know, like, let's just have fun. Because, like, the world's so chaotic, and sometimes streaming is just, like, that little escape from just, like, everything that's just crazy right now. If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I, I need to start streaming, or I want to start streaming, I don't care about sponsorships or anything like that. That's kind of relevant. But, like, say they are struggling to build their community. What would you tell them in terms of how, based on what you've learned building yours, how they could build one of their own? Uh, you have to just really push for your friends to watch your channel. Even if they just leave it up, you know, that one viewer, people will see that you're streaming to like two viewers and they'll click your channel because some people do want to get away from like the massive big chats and just talk to someone more personally. So that like, just having your friends there interacting with that person who comes in or that person comes in because they see you have a couple of numbers like you just gotta really rely on your friends to help you kind of push you forward what's been your favorite streaming experience during your your full-time live <laughs> oh man oh, i don't know there's just so many what's been your favorite um, game what's been your favorite game to play live my favorite game to play live definitely the beginner's guide Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's, it's basically a narrative. You kind of just sit there and like let the guy talk and you play through it. And it just tugged at my heart, dude. And I felt like the chat just like globally, everyone was just like emotional <laughs> and crying. And that was definitely just something like to experience. It was crazy. Bouncing off that then, do you feel like it's important or vital to play games that encourage or require viewer interaction? Or do you find that it doesn't maybe necessarily matter? I think viewer interaction is very important. Yeah, like games like Domina are just things where your viewers can become literally a character in the game. Like you start rooting for them, you get excited, like, yeah, come on, you could do this. And then when they die, like you're sad and they're sad, but it just builds that connection. Yeah, I think it's very important. I, I laugh at that internally because I remember that is exactly how I got started. Like I would straight up before <laughs> like open our CT2, like I would go to Roller Coaster Tycoon and I would be like, what what characteristic do you want to be in the game or i would find some way that i knew well enough and i would be like he just bought a balloon i'm going to rename him so like i have text conversations still to this day with people from from a specific stream years ago where i was playing roller coaster tycoon and we just built a balloon stand because that's like the most popular freaking thing in that game and we just clicked on the first person that bought a balloon and we uh followed him around the park so now like notoriously there's his name in the game was felix c so now we like every time that we build a park he will show up because it's just part of the user generated names and like he's just he's his happiness meter is always through the roof and he's like the happiest <laughs> son of a gun in the world but like his hunger is also through the roof but he will like forego <laughs> buying any food to go on this great like 23 intensity rating roller coaster because i don't like i don't know but like do you have any kind of things that have stuck over the years uh stuck in what way like just things that i do like a moment that kind of lives on in eternity oh god yeah i have one of those uh i was playing lisa and 
I was near the end of it, and you had to jump over this thing. And for some, it's not a hard jump. And that's why chat will never let me live this down for the rest of my life. <laughs> I just missed the jump like three times in a row and chat just like, Moji, you can't make that jump. And now every single time I play a game and I don't make the jump, someone makes a quip about you can't make that jump. And I'm just like, really guys, it's been like three years. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, how have you taken parts of your personality and kind of incorporate that with your community. Cause like the one thing that I always love and laugh at is every time you hiccup, cause you've, you've embraced <laughs> it and made an emote that's, that's straight up your hiccup. Like how did that come about and how, what would you tell people that are maybe a little bit shy or kind of reserved to just embrace that? I think the sooner you can embrace who you are, the better your stream will be. And the more you'll feel confident to stream because like, I used to feel weird that I hiccup all the time. Cause people are like, it's just one. And I felt like awkward about it, but no, I just randomly hiccup. And now it's just been a running gag on the stream for, you know, four years or whatever. And people get a, a kick out of it and they like that. And I don't feel like I've being a streamer, I've become so much more confident in myself. Like I'm not afraid to be on camera anymore and whatever. Like if you're shy of camera, that's okay. Like you'll get used to it eventually. Would you say that you used maybe intentionally or unintentionally streaming and playing video games online as kind of that medium to build that charisma and comfortableness? Oh, 100%. I didn't realize at the time, but like I definitely use streaming as a way to grow myself to be more charismatic and more confident. And it's been really great. I wouldn't change a thing. What would you do if you weren't streaming? Oh man, I wanted to go into psychology or like cooking, so I don't know. I'd probably be like a depressed chef or something. <laughs> Can we expect cooking streams moving forward? <laughs> I kind of want to do cooking streams. I just don't, I got to figure out the tech, you know, I'm not very tech savvy and I feel like I would drop the camera in the pan or something and that would be terrible. I can help you. I can help you with that. Absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, really, I've covered a lot of my questions, but like, I want to talk about also how like yesterday I was doing a bunch of editing and like every time I'd like take a break, I'd come back on Twitch and I'm like, Oh, who's online? I'm like, you're online. <laughs> and I'd like pop okay. in and out every so often. How have you kind of balanced your life? Since this is what you do full time. How have you kind of embraced that and kind of accepted like, okay, I'm here for seven ish, eight hours a day, however long you do stream. But how mm -hmm. have you kind of gotten comfortable doing that? Um, yeah. oh, <laughs> uh, I've had to just like figure out, you know, it's easy as a streamer to not take care of yourself. Cause it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like you are playing games and it's easy to just binge a game for like 10 hours. And I've had to like make sure I'm eating because I realize if I don't eat, I'm getting grumpy on stream. And, but if I do take care of myself, you know, I can stream, you know, like you said, I'm on, like I'm there because I'm good to go. And in a way it's like, helped me realize to be more an adult. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Like I, I totally can attest to that. Like if I wasn't starting a business, like I'd absolutely be like full fledged, full fledged into streaming yeah. again. Cause like that, it, it is hard. Like I remember I was doing three days a week at four hours a stream. And I even felt like that was just death and a half. Like I could mm -hmm. not bear doing that. What's, one game that you haven't played yet on stream that you're looking forward to playing? Uh, hmm. I guess Red Dead. I haven't played the first one, but everyone's like saying you don't have to to play the second one. And uh, everyone's always enraptured like with the beauty and the detail in it. So I'm, I'm very excited to check that out because I do appreciate when people put a lot of time and effort into something. 
Yeah, yeah. Have has there been like a game that has been suggested by your community that you've really kind of fallen in love with? Uh, Mutants Year Zero was one, and XCOM. I never thought I would play an XCOM type game because I just I'm not what I thought was patient enough to do that, and. My stream kept saying, play XCOM, play. It's on sale, play. I'm like, no, guys. And then eventually I got it for free. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll play it, guys. And then I just loved XCOM. And then Mutant Year Zero is very similar to XCOM. It's more stealthy, but very similar. And yeah, I'm very thankful that they pushed hard on that. I'm going to throw a suggestion in the hat. And I don't know how, if it is even possible to play on PC, but I don't know if you've ever heard of the game A Town With No Name. I have not. It's, uh, they, they ran it at, at one of the GDQs a while back, but, like, basically it's an Amiga game from, like, the 90s or something that these kids, I think, in, like, Australia built. And, like, it is just... Like, you you go from a train... I'm not going to spoil too much, but, like, you come out of a train and you step and kill on this spider and then your first bit of dialogue is with this old man and you're trying to figure out where you are and if you stopped at the right station and the music was so loud that you couldn't comprehend what the old man was saying so then you like basically end up going this murdering rampage through like these quick time events it's like if there's a way i will absolutely figure it out but like i cried laughing it is like the funniest game ever that i can probably experience um really like i said i i kind of answered or asked most of what I wanted to ask. Is there anything that you kind of want to f- free lib or just kind of talk about in terms of how you got to where you are today? Uh, I guess the most important thing I could say is just be true to yourself. You know, like if you, cause streaming, so it's literally becoming like a household name now due to top content creators and Amazon, you know, buying out Twitch. Um, a lot of people know what Twitch is now. And it's easy to be like, you know, I want to be the next ninja, but like you literally can never be ninja, you know, like you got to be you and just stay true to that. And that will help you not be as burnt out because this streaming, the biggest thing to deal with is the burnout. Cause you know, you are your own worst critic. You're thinking like, what can I do better? What can I do? You know, you're always in your own head. And if you're just true to yourself and be honest and be like, I need to take breaks. I need to, you know, go eat and just have fun, be yourself. No matter if that's like, doing commentary being a jokester or being serious you know just have fun with it have you found any struggle with community outreach and in bringing new people in being a variety streamer uh somewhat because you know a lot of people do want to see a certain game like i i've, I've history and shooters and a lot of people like want to see me play shooters or they used to but like the past two years i've been switching over to variety full-time and people just like they come in now like can you play the new game can you play the new game that's coming out yeah. and that's a great feeling because that's where i wanted to be at how is super smash brothers treating you great i'm actually getting kind of good at it which is really weird it looks different from what i've kind of seen from my lurking there's like a story mode now that you have to go through oh it's like I thought it was going to be, like, 10 hours at most, because I'm like, it's a fighting game. But no, I've been, like, 60 hours in, and then a whole nother thing happened, and, like, there's another 60 hours to go through. So, yeah, the story mode is huge. That's awesome. I'm going to take this slightly off-tangent. Since I do own a storytelling company, what's been your favorite game story-wise? A beginner's side. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
appreciate your time. If there's any questions that anybody watching would like to ask, please feel free. I, I feel so like this is totally like much shorter than I anticipated, but like it's so I resonate exactly with how you build your community and how you've built it and how it sits and like it's so the way you do things just makes it like they say if you're doing something right nobody knows that you're doing it doing anything at all and i think that like that totally resonates with with your community because like you've you've got an abundance of people that come watch but like i feel like you're not you're like totally content with where you are yeah like i of course everyone wants to grow and i want to grow for reasons just giving back you know the more i can basically i guess get the more i can also just give back and that's just something i really want to do because i'm i'm every day thankful for people who show up absolutely thank you so much for your time keep crushing life and uh where can people find you uh you can find me at twitch.tv slash starmogs or twitter which is the same thing slash starmogs you pronounce your actual like full abbreviation like moji correct yeah, I was previously Moji. This there's a whole story on my name, and uh, Moji was another variant of my other name. And then now I used, I get called Mogs a lot, so eventually I just like I wanted to drop the underscore in my name, so I just switched to Star Mogs. Because I totally accidentally called you like internally before we had ever chatted like Mogs because I'm I was so used to playing World of Warcraft yeah. and like transmogification. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's gotta be it, right? But like totally not at all. Do you want to no touch about that how that came about? Uh, I used to go by Moggy, like M-O-G-G-I, and like other variants of that, and I had a friend back in the Ventrilo days when we played uh, Guild Wars together. For some reason, he just come in and scream, Moji, but like <laughs> really long-winded. I'm like, that's not my name, Sharp. What are you doing? And then um, for some reason, my name get, like kept getting taken. So I was like, screw it. I'll just switch to Moji. Who's going to take that? Like, it's just spelled weird and it sounds weird and I like it. And then fast forward, everyone takes my name. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I switched to Mogs from Moji because a lot of people just call me Mogs in general. Perfect. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Take care, everybody.